right, everybody, what's going on tonight? My name. You know my name. I'm Zach Pape. I'm the host of this here program, and this program is called The Hot Dirt Show. Welcome. We are live here at hotdirt.net, as well as broadcasting live on the air on 93.3 The Egg. That is North Bank's only FM radio station. Man, we have got a show for you tonight. Thank you for joining us here. We missed, we, we didn't do last week's show. We were busy recording a little podcast called Overnighters, something we've taken a break from for a while, but we are, we're back here tonight and we've got a special edition to coincide with the release of a little, uh, little video about a, a man named Ed, Edward Nickel. Now, if you haven't seen the video or any of Ed's work before the work that I did with the guest of tonight's show, which I'll get to in just a second here, um, the the newest video is on the webpage that you are currently on if you're listening to the show. So, you know what? Take Normally they say wait till the interview is over. I say go for it. Watch the video. It's about eight minutes. Come back. We'll still be chatting. It's early. So watch the video. Don't watch the first one. That's gonna take. That's too much time. It adds up. Twenty minutes in, half the show is almost over. So let's not get too ahead of ourselves. But so tonight, what we're gonna do here is myself and my guest, and his name is Joshua Zimmerman on the show tonight. How are you, Josh? Super good, Zach. Happy to be here. This is the first time Josh has been on the show as himself, I believe. Yeah, it's a not. Cool feeling, right? Just, just you. <laughs> just being it's me. just you, you know. Um, and Josh and I. Josh is the person that plays the character of Ed Nickel, or is Ed Nickel? I don't even know if you're playing a character. <laughs> I think I think it's really just an extension of you. It is kind of in a way, you know. So Josh, Josh is here, and it's just us two. No Isaiah, no Keith, and we are gonna break down the character in the sketch that you saw. I don't know if sketch is really the right word for that or not, but in the video that you saw, and we're going to talk about his origins, because the video, if you had just seen, if you're new to the world of Ed Nickel, um, if you just have seen that video, he actually comes from a uh, prior video in a movie called Almost Awesome, and maybe one day we'll break that down, we'll see, I don't know, but that's where he was born, and he just had his little sequel so to say so and before before we get rolling here i just want to i want to clarify something i don't really have to but i'm going to now the reason i do we are going to do this and the reason that we had done the the hot dirt breakdown uh, a couple weeks back is not because i think we're so important that we need to be talking about these things. Maybe one day you can't. <laughs> these people, I think so. These people are holding us down, and they're gonna be. Who's gonna be laughing? You can stay modest. When, yeah. I'm over here <laughs> speaking the truth. Yeah, you're, yeah, okay. But <laughs> so, you know, we're not. I don't think we're that important. Josh thinks we're the most important thing going. I think, which is no, fine. No, which is fine. Tier, top tier. <laughs> top tier. But I, I just try. I try and think of. You know, what do I like to listen to as far as, you know, podcasts or radio shows go? And this is not a podcast. It's a radio show that becomes a podcast. But what do I like to listen to is how the the things I enjoy get made, the process of stuff that I admire or stuff that inspires me. That's the, that I love hearing about that because I think not only is it interesting, but it's helpful in 
other people making their own work. Will this help other people? I don't know. I don't know. It'll help me when I'm listening to it for the next three days. <laughs> so it is about you, Zach. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's all a big ruse for me to get nuke. I ran out of podcast, Josh, about how things get made. So I'm like, well, I guess I got to talk about how my own stuff gets made, right? So that's what we're doing, basically. I've got nothing for you. I'm just going to, I just need somebody to hear to make it seem like I'm doing a show with You get a visual else. of me just nodding my <laughs> yeah. head in the thumbs right, up. Right, yeah, right. So, yeah, no, Josh and I are going to break down Ed Nickel and how that came to be. And then maybe later on down the road, another day, we'll talk about Almost Awesome and we'll do something with it. And now I also want to say I have not forgotten about the, um, the hot dirt live commentary i know i'd mentioned we we're gonna be doing that still working on it got a lot of puzzle pieces i've got to slide into their place to make that one happen because there's some have you ever seen that movie by chance josh not a lot of people have seen it hot Who's dirt what? the original hot dirt the movie we made i've heard only legends i haven't okay. seen it we're talking about like way back right? this is old this is like sophomore junior year high i school. remember sketch comedy with uh Kevin Lorenz and that was uh, a different McKenzie. thing. That was yeah. Schnagrupin was what Schnagrupin. that was called. I do Maybe a- we'll do a Schnagrupin reunion. That I know would Kevin be would be really down. great. That'd be man. something. I don't even know where those videos are. Those are not online, to my knowledge. But I watched them a lot. Yeah, yeah. Those were big in they the were time. Funny man. That was early YouTube right there. We were <laughs> trailblazers, <They're> pioneers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, the hot dirt live commentary will happen sooner than later. Um, I don't have an answer for you. I don't know when. It's going to happen. Maybe we'll get some people in who haven't seen it, get some reactions, because it's, it's, it's lewd, crude, and <laughs> there is no nudity in it, so I won't say nude, but uh, it's something else. So we're, we're, we'll get into it. We are going to get to it, and, but tonight, we're going to talk nickel, all right? And normally, I would go to a song right here. I'm not going to. We're just going to get right into it, okay? You all right with that? Well, firstly, how have you been? You doing all right? I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm taking a big upswing in my life. Yeah? Yeah. That's what I like to hear. I don't know why, but it just feels good lately. Life feels really great. There there doesn't need to be a reason. You know, we complicate it with all these, you know, we give reasons and identify things. I'm just feeling good, Zach. That's what I like to hear. Is that okay? It's fine with me. Is that okay with you? Okay. I'll think it over. By the end of the show, we might not be okay. I'm going to be like, you got to, oh boy, put the, brake, put the brakes oh, on, Josh. Come on, buddy. Feeling too good. Really. <laughs> yeah, you got to level out. You know, feeling good all the time doesn't get you anywhere. No, it doesn't. So, That's what my dad said. Right. <laughs> Josh. <laughs> Stop feeling good. I know you know about the birds and the bees, Joshua, but you, this is the real thing. I don't want you feeling good all the time. All right? I don't feel good all the time. Why should you feel good all the time? And I'm doing just fine. I made you, right? <laughs> I made you when I was not feeling good either. So you're a product of that. All right, now I'm not feeling too good. <laughs> all right, let's, now let's feel good. Yeah, How about okay, that? Let's I'm bring it back kidding. up. Um, <laughs> So, Ed Ed Nickel, let's... Now, the basis of this character came from... uh, We had done a sketch comedy movie a couple years ago called Almost Awesome. And now, for the movie, I had wanted to do something that was kind of based around North Tonawanda, the city that I'm from, the city that I love and adore. And I don't know where the exact idea came from specifically, Um, but... I remember writing it that much. I remember that much of it. And 
just kind of came to be. So I don't, I don't know. I can't talk too much on the early stage, super early stages of it. So I'm going to, and this will just be a conversation. If you got questions for me, bring it. If you have questions at all, listeners, the phone, the phone lines are open to you. And the number is 716-218-3458. If, you know, you want to chime in, if you got something. Um, but yeah, so you, if you want to ask me something, I'll ask you know ask me something. I'll ask you something. And we'll talk. Uh, let's we'll, do it. We'll, we're feeling great. So, yeah. <laughs> so let's go back to the beginning with this. When did you not find? When did you find out about Ed Nickel? Was it the night of the read through sketch? Yeah, okay. yeah. So we we all met at the old HDHQ in North Tonawanda, and we were doing a read through, and everybody was kind of like getting to know their parts that was an exciting night mm-hmm. for me at least by the way that was cool um first time yeah josh wasn't really um he wasn't not part of the friend group necessarily that's i don't know if that's really the right word but you were not kind of in every group has a bit of an inner circle that's safe to say i think and i don't think you were had been into it just yet because we we were friends always yes. but it was never like we were we weren't close always on hanging level. out. It yeah. was like we got each other, but it wasn't like see you tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah. it was. It was always a good f- like feel to be around you, but it wasn't ever like a consistent let's hang out. Yeah, and then it was like, oh yeah, Josh, you want to be a part of this thing? And I was, yeah, freaking yes, right. And then that was when I first. It was that moment actually was a little intimidating for me to like come over. Yeah, you're right. It was like a tight knit friend group that you guys have. And I'm like walking into everybody being best pals. And I'm like, oh, wow, here I am. All right. Just got to go for it. Right. You know? So that was kind of, yeah, just a behind the scenes look on that. That was, that was wild. Yeah. Had you done any kind of acting before that or stuff in that vein? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've always just kind of been, like, a pretty high-energy dude and, like, <clears throat> naturally gravitated to be the center of attention. I just kind of enjoy that. Uh-huh. So I would say, you know, have I done acting before that? I don't know. Me and Zach Ostroff would make – you you know Zach Ostroff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'd make, like, little comedy shorts and stuff like that. I guess I always liked it. Yeah, I guess that's what I'll say. I never did anything formally. But I liked it. So always. was was there any kind of hesitation when I'd asked you to do that part? Because it was, I mean, it is kind of out of left field because I had a bunch of other friends that could have done it, mm-hmm. the part. Well, I mean, they couldn't have done that part, but could have been in uh, the film as a whole. So did it kind of like strike you off guard, I guess, when I asked you? Because, I mean, there was like Eric Hughes, Kyle Rogers. I mean, people that I've known since I was like pretty young were all there. And then it was like you were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's a big part too. Like it was like it was a huge section of the whole movie. Right. It's like whoa, and I and it was honorable. I was like, man, okay, cool. So I was reading through it, and it was funny, and I and I like, like, okay, yeah, I I was struck a little bit. I thought I was gonna be like the, uh, you know, a a little filler. Right. But bam, huge story. So what made you pick me for that? I don't. I think there was. I was thinking about this recently, actually, because I, I, I couldn't figure out, like, the source necessarily of, like, how we had kind of become friends again. Because I know we, every year at our uh, studio space, which is where we're doing this now, we used to have a different one. We do, like, a big Christmas party. And you were at the party, and I know I had invited you to that. But, like, before that, I couldn't figure out, like, why I invited you specifically. And that's not, like, a 
you know, a talk down on you or anything. It's just like kind of random because you hadn't been to any of the prior ones to my <laughs> knowledge. So uh, I think I just realized your energy and like your commitment because I remember at that party you there was a part you went on this table that we're talking at right now actually and gave like a speech to the whole I do room. Remember that? Remember that, was that? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I think I just I knew your level of commitment. I guess for that and I knew there would be some sort of commitment is the right word I'll well, we'll just say commitment but to the character that I felt like you could kind of pull off because I couldn't I couldn't see anybody else doing it with the right amount of energy because I mean every role in the that film I had written like four specific people mm-hmm. because I could see them in those uh, parts so like the intro with Jared Quinn and his kind of like through line plot is, I mean, he's like the main character of the movie, I guess you could say, even though you don't see him a ton. Um, that's like super random. Cause I'd never worked with Jared before that. I like, I knew him, I was friends with him, but for some reason there's always that one kind of thing with a lot of the characters that I do, or does anybody does where you kind of envision a certain person playing them. And it might not even be like a person that you're super close with or anything. Um, but then you, you just like, you can't see anybody else doing it. So, like, I couldn't mm-hmm. see anybody else playing that role that Jared had. I don't know why. I just couldn't. And then I couldn't see anybody else doing the thing that you had done. So, that's just kind of how it worked out in that sense. Yeah. I'll, I'll ask you this. The, the the way that I took the character, was that how you expected it to go? I don't, it was – I would say yes. Um, I guess I didn't have – I didn't have, like, a ton of expectations with it necessarily. Um you de- I mean, you definitely delivered on it. You went up above the expectations. I mean, you made it your your own, which is kind of what I always want out of everybody. You kind of adapt to the character and become the character, and that's something that you know I think everybody in that film um, were really good with doing. Mm-hmm. Is they're taking it on. Like Keith is very good with it, and so yeah, I mean, you like you didn't hold anything back. I guess as far as becoming. Ed Nickel, which is important because the 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 main thing I think a lot of time that can separate a person from the character is the voice of them, which mm-hmm. it might seem like an obvious thing, but and the voice of Ed isn't like that far off from your voice. It like it does sound like you, but I mean obviously you're hamming it up like you're a bit nasally <laughs> and all that, but it's it's like you, but it's, it's such a, in like extreme version of you. That's so odd. (laughs) I think, and I think that's what works the best is that you weren't trying to be some completely different person. You were just trying to, it was like, you were almost eliminating all the, like maybe like negative things in your body or negative thoughts. And you were like only bleeding this like overly positive attitude about, you know, North Tonawanda and stuff like that. Hey, you hit it nail on the head. Yeah, right. pretty much. It did. Nothing, not too much changes when I become Ed Nickel, except for all walls come down and all possibilities are open. Like there's no fear in my body when I yeah. become Ed Nickel because I, it's you like you can't have you can't no, either because I mean like you're about to you're about to engage with somebody in a super high energy way. You know, mm-hmm. no matter what we're talking about. It's funny because the topic is always generally something silly, like North Tonawanda right. or whatever it might be. So 
it's it, i think it's just funny because of all the energy that goes behind it into such a silly topic but um yeah couldn't imagine living my everyday life that way. yeah that'd be something right <laughs> yeah i don't think i would really attract too many close friends if i was always at nickel's yeah, status yeah. you know you need some time to chill out but that's why it's funny i think it's the extreme it's right. the extreme version yeah and i think i think um between the first the first sketch in Almost Awesome and the one that we just released today, there's kind of a significant difference in them in the sense that the first one was like totally written outside of the Canal Fest part, which is obviously the inspiration for this one, and mm. we'll get into that. Um, so the first one is totally written as far as your dialogue goes, but the second one, there was like plot, not plot, plot is the wrong word, but there was points that I wanted you to get to, of course, and stuff that we discussed as far as what would be funny, mm-hmm. but there wasn't any anything to follow along to. Yeah. So do you feel that you could have made that same kind of voice without having like the first, and I'm not doing this to pat myself on the back, I'm just curious, like do you, do you think you could have found that same sort of nickel voice without having the dialogue from the first one? Probably not. No, probably not. I mean, it would. It helped to develop the character because. And I think the character still would be amazing regardless without the, you know, the dialogue, if it was in the first one or not. I'm just curious if, like, do you think that helped really mold the second one? Because if you watch the second one, it's not necessarily like different isn't the word I would use, but it is a very evolved version of the first. Yeah. It's yeah. The, the first is. I wouldn't I wouldn't say timid, but it's definitely a bit more reserved, I think, yeah. than the second one. Well there there's definitely a story behind that too. Um well the first one I found I, I I wanted to embody like him being nerdy. Like just yeah. him being a, a dweeb. Yeah, absolutely. Like a huge dweeb. And and like almost the first one was almost like I wanted him to be insecure and dweeby and like notoriously a loser and like everybody knew he was a loser you know (laughs) that's what i thought was going to be funny about it you know he's just self-deprecating and just but then it like turned into once once i started getting in front of people it was like so energizing to me like to josh that it was like oh man i can't you know i can't turn this off this is fun this is funny i'm feeling all this energy and so when i started to be dweeby it was like people were loving it and then I started loving it, and then I just took it to the next yeah, level. Yeah. So you'll even see probably from like the first scene in that first one up until when we got to Canal Fest and we were like interviewing people, yeah. there was a change in character even throughout the first. Yeah, because the Canal Fest uh, thing, that wasn't original. I don't think that was originally in the script or not. I, no. I feel like it wasn't. That was like a last minute type of deal because I remember. I just remember realizing that Canal Fest was happening mm-hmm. at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we should go and, you know, get interviews there. And thankfully we did because I don't think the sketch as a whole wouldn't have been the same without it. Yeah. And But you totally can. You can notice a difference in your attitude as um, Ed Nickel with, mm-hmm. like, the parts where you're talking to camera on the bridge and in front of the sign and then – to those interviews in the canal fest because you're you're really starting to and i think what happens is that the dialogue kind of holds you within a certain um boundary perhaps mm-hmm. or just in a certain place yeah but when you when you're able to like put your own words to something 
with like the canal fest and stuff like that that's mm-hmm. kind of where you the personality as you know you and the personality as ed nickel starts to really kind of flow oh for sure yeah but i think that the both of them coming together made what the first sketch was so good yeah um yeah yeah my energy like just being totally open to that was the most fascinating part about it you know i like doing the acting where like it was scripted and it created like a story to follow when i was doing the interviews though it was like i first going in you never know how it's gonna go you never know how the person is gonna respond what they're gonna say i never know what questions i'm gonna ask until literally my mouth starts moving and i'm more of like a freestyling kind of guy anyway i i just i don't like to know what's coming next so that all possibilities can be open and then it's exciting to me it's like oh i don't even know what's going to happen next right so i'm asking these people questions and it's like i'm always like you can tell my energy is just super peaked super interested in what's going to happen next if you tune into my face in any of those interviews, you'll see that I'm just like super engaged. Like, oh man, what what's gonna happen next? You know. In a way, you kind of and you have to be. I feel with that yeah. type of stuff because you have to be able to pick up every single thing that the other person is doing, so that you can create a response on that. So even if they're not saying anything specifically, mm-hmm. if they do something weird with their face or if they look confused, that's that's like. In a way, that's like feeding a script to you, mm-hmm. in, in a sense. It's like a plot line. It's not a plot line, but it's like an outline for you. Like, okay, here's something I can work off. So it's like you have to pay attention to these people, which I, I admire because I, I lose attention so badly a lot of the time. Even when if I'm like filming the damn sketch, I'm like, <laughs> I lose it. I don't have like ADD or anything. I'm not gonna. I would never say that, but I. But that is yeah. That's something that I admire, and definitely that prohibits me from doing like improv stuff like that because i'll like lose track improv is based so much on listening it's crazy and you're so good at doing that well i would say um i have to throw myself in the situation yeah like it it takes a willingness to just go into the situation and it's almost like you know once you're in it you're not you're not even trying anymore you're not even like trying to listen you're not trying to do you're just as long as you I mean, for me, I just don't want the sketch to bomb. I right. don't want to just be standing there like, uh, and okay, right. bye, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I want to. I want to make it something. So I guess my intention to make it something, like as soon as I'm in, oh boy, I got to focus. I gotta. You're right. There's little subtleties that you pick up on people's faces or their body language, like Jason. Um, on the first, yeah, we're, Jason we're, is the guy that has no sleeves. Who's wearing the like the muscle shirt? Yes, yes. Yeah. And you know he wasn't giving me much to work with. And in that moment, I'm like, like split second. What do I notice about this guy? He's not wearing sleeves. Okay, let's make a joke about it. I don't know. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, what yeah, do yeah. I do? It's the first thing that comes to my mind, whether it's right or wrong. I have to say it. So, and that's. And then it gets funny, you know? And it's good that you're willing to kind of go to that length because, um, and he seemed like a super nice guy. I'm not faulting him by any means, but there's, I mean, he does kind of embody his physical appearance of that kind of muscular bro. Like Mm -hmm. if you were to say that to somebody you didn't know or was like not lighthearted about it, they would be like instantly pissed about it. Mm -hmm. So I, I admire that you're, able to really kind of push that barrier down of yourself and be like willing to 
I mean, really take the risk of saying something like that to, you know. It's consistently scary. Yeah. Like, it's always, and I've got to be so, once again, like, super aware and attentive to, like, the way somebody reacts so that I can, if they react bad, like, immediately either apologize or come out of character and, like, look, I'm... I mean, no harm. You know what I mean? I'm just joking around. It's me. I go from Eddie voice to Josh voice. Right. So fast. And uh, no, but that's another thing. It's like you got to be aware of how people are recepting or receiving it too because Cody, the yeah, our friend that we, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you haven't watched the second video yet. We'll get we'll get yeah. to talking about Cody in a minute here when we kind of deep dive on the second video. Yeah, yeah. Um, what part of like the creative process do you think you find – yourself most enjoying i guess is it like the in in the making of it or do you like kind of the pre-part or you know where do you feel like you kind of excel and really start to put your kind of uh, tongue on it i guess definitely in the making i would say yeah because that's when like once i get in once i get into the moment of it being produced like ideas start to flow and they like inspirations really is what I'd call it is like, Oh, I, and you're so good at working with me. Like some people don't, they just abolish. They're like, Nope, this is the way it's going to be. But like, I'll, I'll come to you and I'm like, Pape, dude, this is going to be funny. Like this, I know that this totally goes off in left field, but like, I feel like it would be really funny. And you're like, yeah, dude, of course. And so I like in the moment because things change they're so like um transient new can come and old can leave and then by the end you finish and you wrap up the day and it's like i i know there's been moments where we look at each other and it's like wow okay that's gonna be awesome right you know so i guess maybe that's my favorite moment after after it's all said and done yeah there's definitely moments in the making of not just this but a lot of stuff where you at when it's all said and done you're like whoa okay that is going to be good. Yeah. But on, at, on the contrary, there's times where you think that, and in those moments, it's like, whoa, this is amazing. And then you go back, and it's just, it doesn't work for some reason. A lot of the time, that does happen too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I think that when you're like out, because you can never, we could script every single line of this, and it could be the funniest thing of all time. Mm-hmm. But until you're out there actually doing it, Especially with like the man on the street type of things that we did with the second video, you really never know what's gonna happen. So you can't you can't really go into um, and this isn't advice or anything, but you can't go into these types of things ex- with expectations. I feel mm-hmm. you know. Now, did you have any when we were doing the first one? Did you have any expectations of yourself, or do you feel like you were pretty open minded? Not just with the Canal Fest part, with but with the the, the piece thing. as a whole. Yeah, no, I didn't really have any expectations. I was flown with pretty much your vision. Um, I, I just really this the consistent thought in my mind was I was just really happy to be a part of it. Like it seemed like a really funny thing that we were making, and I was just happy to be along for the ride. That's really all I was. I didn't I didn't think about how funny it was going to be at the end, or I didn't think about you know. I didn't think about anything. I just was really enjoying spending time doing like a wholesome activity. Right. I considered that to be like a really big blessing because it's like, uh, would I have been afforded the opportunity to do that if I didn't know you? Probably not. You got great video 
skills and you're putting this whole thing together and that you're also thinking of me to do it like at, like from my perspective that was a cool thing mm-hmm. so that that was pretty much the only thing that was going through my mind now what is it like when you're and i, I asked this question because i don't i don't you i don't get to experience this kind of feeling very often with since i'm behind the lens most of the time and mm-hmm. doing the like the producing work i guess is the word um did you have any expectations as to what it kind of would turn out to be like did, and was there anything in your mind and like maybe this is what it'll be or oh, maybe i don't know like maybe it won't be good or maybe it's be good or i need just like when we were done filming because there was a pretty big lapse in between when we finished the nickel sketch the first one um and then until it actually came out because i don't think you had really seen anything until it, it premiered i would assume yeah um, did i have any oh pretty much just like <laughs> it's gonna sound corny but i just knew it was gonna be funny yeah <laughs> like based on what we did and like even speaking to almost awesome as a whole it was like the the anticipation of it building up i was like i i told everybody i was like man this is gonna be funny and just based on the things that i was involved with and hearing about little things here and there what everybody else was doing because i wasn't aware of everybody else's sketch and how it turned out but do you think there's is there is that something you enjoy, not being aware of what else everybody else is doing? Because I've found with because um, the other thing I'm involved with oftentimes are like skateboarding projects, mm-hmm. and we've been working on like a full video. We've done it before, and my view with it is that I don't ever want to see unless I'm there for it. I don't ever want to see what other people have done or see the edits for it because it's at the end of the road. It's way more exciting, I think, when you're at the premiere and stuff. So. Is that something you kind of also, you know, stand by? Or was there a point where you're like, were you worried about what the other people's sketches were? Or was it just still like a part of, uh, you know, just happy to be part of the thing? Well, I don't want this to go to your head, Pape. I know. This, <laughs> but I want, this interview I'm gonna say, feels I'm going to so... say something. But okay, no, okay. but you're, you're going to... He's like so self-serving. I'm over here like... Were you so happy to be a part of this, Josh? You should be so happy that I let you be in this. Yes. Get out of your chair. Start bowing down. I created this. Yes. I'm so lucky. And I hope people understand I'm not patting myself in the back here. I'm just, I just having a conversation with my damn friend. Yeah. You guys are just listening. If you don't like it. Keep listening Keep anyway. listening. <laughs> and then download yeah, it too exactly. on iTunes tomorrow and tell your friends <laughs> how much you didn't like it. No, I would say like um, I I always trust your vision and like the fact that you – okay, would it be my first choice to not know what was going on? No. Well, that's because right. I'm impatient yeah. and I would rather know than yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. So – but um, – the fact that you didn't expose anything made the premiere way better in my eyes because yes, I would have liked to see it in the moment. Like I said, because I'm impatient, but because I didn't, it was like, Oh man, a brand new movie for me. The only thing I knew was the stuff that I was a part of. Right. So it was cool. Yeah. I liked it that way. Um, the, the, I mean, there's pros and cons, right? I mean, we could have all shared perspectives on each other's things, but even that, I mean that ends up getting in the way more than not, right? More too many hands in the pot. Yeah, it can jumble about. things yeah, a yeah. bit. So, but no, I think it all turned out really good. Um, what do you think? I know you like to do things in a mysterious way. I think the reason I do that though is because 
like I said, I just try to look, I try to think about how I would, if I was in the sketches, what I would want it to be. Because I really, with the, with that premiere and anything we do from here on out, I just try to, I really try to make like a special moment for the people that are in it. Mm -hmm. It's like what I really strive for because I know, I knew the movie as a whole wasn't some like groundbreaking thing by any means. You know, it's not like it never been done, but we had, us as a group had never done something like that to that scale. Mm -hmm. So with the, the movie and with the premiere and like all the decorations and all that stuff, I just wanted to be able to make something that people can go into with no expectations and no knowledge of what was going on. Unless you were there, Mm -hmm. unless you, and even if you were there, it's totally a different experience than when you actually see the video. Cause it's not like we're at the, we're not, we're not shooting and you're not there watching your video back afterwards. Right. And even if you were, it still would only it'd be so out of context. And that I think I think that works that concept works very well into the second Ed Nichols sketch, which we'll get into in a second. Um, because that is put together in a way where everything is totally stripped down to like very small pieces and all that. But like I said, I, I just try to I like to keep it mysterious so that people get a full surprise life is not there's not enough surprises in life and if i can guarantee somebody a you know a surprise like that and something that i know that maybe not every maybe not everybody will like it but at least the people in the film will like it just because it can't it's something that came to fruition even if it wasn't good i think people the people in the film would still at least get a kick out of it so that's kind of what i try and work towards you know what i mean oh you accomplish it yeah no doubt and you're right. There's not enough good surprises in life. Mm. Yeah, there's actually, there's there is a lot of, of surprises. surprises. Life is full of bad surprises. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. I feel like I get that every week. <laughs> Multiple surprises that are terrible. I might go home and have a horrible <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Waiting for you. Yeah. At this point, I'm open to it. It's not surprising anymore. Yeah, now right. there are no surprises. Right, yeah. It's not a surprise anymore then. It's just life. I'm just used to it. Yeah. yeah. How many Yeah. How many bad surprises does it take until it's not a surprise anymore? It's just routine. I think 25 years worth. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I uh, I agree with you. You make, you make the moments really special. For everybody who's listening, too, um, that was the premiere of the movie, Almost Awesome, and, and Pape went above and beyond to make it a really cool experience, something that I'll never forget. Once again, super grateful to have that experience. It's like a little movie theater. You walk in, Pape just took the time to just set it up and all the details were cared for. And that, that I think, even more than a surprise, is something that lacks in most of the culture. Yeah. The details being cared for. And man, I walked in, popcorn machine, and like, you're always catering free beers, and that seems like you know that's important to me. Yeah, Let me tell it you. is, man. With the party, with the Christmas party, and all that, I'm like, you know what? If I'm hosting a party, it's got to be like inclusive, and that's not just my that's not my view. That's the other people that put it on too. But it's just like I want to be able to. I'm gonna self serve myself again. I want to be able to put something out that is so just inclusive to everybody that's coming there like you don't have to worry about a thing you come you get you don't have to bring beer you don't got to bring anything you just sit you know what you're taking the time to watch this thing that i made that it's you know you don't have to do this you know you don't know if it's even gonna be funny or not it's like Mm -hmm. the most amateur amateur film ever you know and i 
I just appreciate. I think I appreciate people coming so much to this, these things with like the parties and that film. And there will definitely be more s- films that will screen in time. You know, eventually. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> I think I, I just appreciate people being there so much that I want to almost like reward them in a sense. And kind of. And the beer is part of the experience, and all that stuff is part of an experience. So like you know, it's so, mutual. Like right. it for for the people that create that experience. Um, it, it like just. It great it creates a great community, you know. Mm-hmm. That creates people coming together and enjoying the time. There's no pressure. There's no, you know, I don't know. It just it just breaks all the barriers down in my eyes. It's just everybody come here. We've got it all set up. Just be here and be with each other. That's all I'm asking. Bingo. And that and then when that happens, everybody's having a good time. Right. There's no pressure. Everybody, there's no ulterior motive. It's just like, just be here, be with each other. And that's what I think I appreciate the most about being in the group of your friends because that's what it's all about. Like when you guys get together, it's like, all right, everybody, just get here. Just get here and be with each other. Mm-hmm. I, it doesn't even matter what we're doing. Let's just all have a good time. Hang out. Yeah. All right, we're going to we're gonna send to a song really quick just to break it up here. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about the second nickel sketch, and then we're going to end the show forever actually <laughs> so alright Hot Dirt Show will be back in just a second hang on alright y'all back here on the Hot Dirt Show my name is Zachary Pape, and we are joined by, well, we, I mean me, is joined by one Joshua Zimmer, man. And we're talking at Nickel, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> damn right. I always like when you do that. I wanted to give it a shot. <laughs> Does it feel liberating at all? It does, damn it. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to talk about the newest video here, and that is Ed Nickel versus... North Tonawanda Canal Fest. Let me give you a little reason why I said North Tonawanda Canal Fest. It's simple as this, people. Do you have a guess as to why I did this? Do you have any assumption? Why you just said that? No, why I named the video Ed versus North Tonawanda Canal Fest. I didn't even notice that little subtlety, but thank God I get it now. But please go on. It is because when people search North Tonawanda on YouTube... That is what will come up. Now, peop- more people are searching North Tonawanda than just Canal Fest. Mm-hmm. And I learned this from our previous video, which has got, I mean, in terms of YouTube, it's not substantial, but in terms of ZachTube, it is substantial <laughs> amount of views on it. So that's why. And I know it's not just North Tonawanda. You know. I thought that's why you named it that, because North Tonawanda is the only important part of Canal Fest. It is. You know what's funny <laughs> about these videos? I think I swear 95% of the interviews when you're talking to people about North Tonawanda were totally on the other they side. They were just shitting on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> when it, we never have nobody's ever positive about it, which is a good thing probably it, in the for long the run. video. It yeah. is. Yeah. For for the state, the general state of well being of North Tonawanda is a little concerned. That's a, okay. That's a good. That's a good <laughs> breaking point here. Because when you're looking for people to talk to, is there like a certain type of person? Because you don't talk to families. 
mm-hmm. or a couple that's mid forties or anything like that. Because is there a reason for that? Is there, like I said before, is there a certain type you're kind of searching for in your interviews? Something is there a type of person that dr- kind of draws you in? Yeah, you know what? It's funny you ask that because yes, um, I scan with my eyes and wait until my eyes match with another person's eyes. Right, and uh, I I think to speak to that, uh, people people who have some resistance against North Tonawanda. Uh, are are always funnier. They're always funnier when they're upset about it. You know, if people, if I get in an interview and they go, "Well, yeah, North Tonawanda, you know, is a good place to live. I really enjoy it here, and I love the Canal Fest, and the sausages are really tasty." Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. Well, <laughs> see you later. <laughs> I'm at Nickel, yeah. and I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's nothing really. There's nothing to play off of, right? Isn't that kind of funny that? You're the character is supposed to be this guy that loves North Tonawanda. So somebody with that answer is actually his dream. Yeah. But that's like the worst <laughs> thing that we could ask for. Yeah. It would make the video horrible. Yeah, well, it's it'd just, be boring. Yeah, this year it's just gonna be we're actually gonna flip it around. We're trying to get good interviews. Ten minutes of just <laughs> people, solid love, nothing but honest, you know, genuine love for North Tonawanda. Dude, it would get no views. It would no repeat views at least. We'd get all the the loyal fans to watch it once and they go, ah, Yeah, so like, somebody's go. grandma is sharing it. I was so happy she's in <laughs> yeah. a video, pretty much. Oh, this nice young <laughs> man. <laughs> Finally, oh someone who likes Nortonawan. I ran into this boy at Canal Fest recently. And he, he put a microphone in front of my face. We're going to be on the news. <laughs> you know, I know. I, I think it also, too, is I, I walked around, and like, it did go off like a light bulb in my head because I, I actually even transported myself back to the experience. I'm walking, and where all those picnic tables are in the middle of Canal Fest where people are, like, eating right, and stuff. Right, right, right. Okay, so I'm, I'm walking, and naturally, we draw a lot of attention when we're walking with the camera. Always, yeah. All, people are like, oh, my gosh, you know, news reporter. And yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of funny for us because they're like... No. no. <laughs> <laughs> if you only knew. Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, people always look and uh, it almost like there's, I, I sense, and maybe it's just in me, but like when these families look at me, I sense this air of like, please don't talk to me. Like I get this look on their face yeah. that they're like, oh man, just don't, just don't talk to me, please. Anything but that. <laughs> you know? And, I, and I've, I've entertained the idea of like, Okay, go right in and see what happens, you know. But right. um, it it always like there's this huge wall of discomfort. But like the younger, the younger crowd, we've talked about this too. They're ready. They're, oh yeah. They don't know what they want to say, or they don't even have anything to say. But they're ready, you know. <laughs> you know, and you know what I love the most about the younger crowd too. And this isn't with everybody necessarily, but we've definitely seen it where somebody will act. This was with the kid on the bridge, actually. The the super stoned guy, he's at the end of the video. Um, the last thing you see, I think, before the video ends, before the after credit things. Um, I swear, I remember there was, like, him and his group of friends were acting really tough. Mm-hmm. And just classic, if you're from Tonawanda or North Tonawanda, you'll get it. If you're not, then you'll still get it. But there's <laughs> just a group of young kids who are just hanging out on this bridge it's where all the kids would hang out during canal fest and you walk by and they've got some sort of something to say to you just to be tough the second you go up to these people with a camera and a microphone 
it's like, ooh, you shrink them down so much. (laughs) It's really amazing to see, honestly. And it only happens, I think, with a certain age range where it's like if you're in high school, if you're trying to act tough, because I think what it might be, and you can talk to this too, Mm. uh, it's like saying, when they're saying it, there's no repercussions of it. But once you get them on the spot, like, okay, now do something. Not in a, a confrontational way, like we're not gonna fight them, but getting that microphone, it, it adds such like a level of importance. I think that none of them ever see, or, or like a level of like, oh whoa, there's a mic. I'm getting interviewed for something now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guess I'm not so tough anymore. Yeah, right? yeah. they have to reflect. You see that they all have the time. To accept the like um, accountability. Yeah, for the words that they're saying. Like this is no longer just words floating off into space where they can all just like laugh for a quarter second about how funny or like how stupid it was or whatever like oh, i told them to fuck off right you know <laughs> right. but it's like they they can't do that on camera it's it's immortalized you know they gotta yeah they gotta be careful they gotta kind of watch what they're and immediately once that happens they're like you can see they go from like like really tense and forward with their shoulders and like you know tough and to to like whole posture yeah like back shrinks down and they like yeah it's like they go into themselves like oh my gosh oh man and you can almost see their friends like start to like point at them like oh you're acting this and blah 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 you know it's just that's funny to get them on camera i think it's i think it's um if it's not a teaching moment for them it is for us (laughs) yeah (laughs) and those those type of things seem to offer like the best um the, well, the younger crowd seems to give the best interviews, it seems, for some reason, too. With the first one and with this one, there was, like, that crowd of so rambunctious kids at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and kids on the bridge and the kids that started the video. All these kids always give, like, the funniest stuff for some reason. It's and Well, you want to know why, Zach? Yeah. Bill Cosby was onto something. Okay. Kids say the they, darndest things. They do. <laughs> they do. <laughs> no, but... No, go on. Sorry. Was... So with the second video, um, now this one was kind of different than the first. Well, it was very different than the first because the first had, uh, it was written as a sketch. This was just an idea. Like we had done the Canal Fest thing last year for the video. Uh, almost awesome. It worked out really well. Let's go back. And I think we, well, there's there's things people don't see is that for every interview that you see in the video, for every little chunk that you see in the video, uh, a lot of the time that's part of a much larger interview. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time there is, and especially this time, there's multiple other scenes you don't see. And that's because you've got to interview and get try and get some as much footage as you can because like we'd kind of talked about earlier, you never, you don't really know what you're going to get with them. Mm-hmm. You can't really guarantee that the people are going to be funny. And I think right. with uh, with this one, a lot of the ske- a lot of the interviews, and this is no fault to you at all. Like you were trying your best to get something good out of these people, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about that in a second. But a lot of the interviews aren't. There really isn't like super funny content in a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the way that kind of the first one seemed to have. It seemed like some of the answers were really funny. Mm-hmm. This one didn't seem to have as many funny answers, I felt. But there was, I mean, there was gems sprinkled throughout. But So when you're interviewing somebody, 
and you kind of realize it's not going anywhere Mm -hmm. is is that something well is that something you realize yes yeah and what do you how do you do that do you try and solicit something out of them or do you just like okay this is a loss it's tough because and and i'll speak to this it was different the second time than it was the first time because even going in like i even i recognized myself i wasn't starting and i started to loosen up it's always a process like Mm -hmm. how like the first time oh my gosh it takes so much courage to just like point blank walk up to someone and just hey i'm ed nickel here you know just like put yourself out there and it's like you get used to it after a little while but in general i felt like um a larger sense of trepidation in the second one i think maybe i don't i don't really know why but i did and uh and so i feel like that kind of like filtered into some of the interviews Mm. and it was like not getting i i almost always start off that way i almost feel this trepidation but then i'll get rewarded at some point with like somebody who gives me something good and i'm like okay thank god all right pressure's off you know it's not just all me creating this somebody's gonna help me i didn't get that in that second one you know so yeah i do realize when it kind of goes sour if it's not that funny like i'm i'm constantly considering in my mind is this gonna be funny like this person isn't even saying anything because a lot of people do take it as well it's weird to say because at the same i want to say at this at one point it's people taking it too seriously isn't funny but at the same time people taking it too seriously is also funny so Mm. there's like there's a really fine line that seems to be with um the people because you can tell there's some interviews that aren't in this where the people are definitely trying to be funny mm-hmm. and it just doesn't come off right mm-hmm. but yeah the, the younger crowd usually does yeah 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 and it's, it's over the top the funniest stuff is are always the people that are don't you know aren't trying to be funny it seems mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah yeah um i noticed i noticed a lot more lulls and like, maybe may, can you speak to this? Is like, were were there more lulls in conversation in the second one? Like, it didn't seem to be, didn't ever seem to gain traction. Yes, I was. That's gain traction is a good way to put it. It didn't. A lot of the interviews never really picked up. I guess mm-hmm. is, it seemed. Sometimes with the first one, and not to keep comparing it to the first one, it's just that that you know that's the first one. Yes, that's the one know. to compare it to. Right. Um, <laughs> It seemed like there was almost working towards a peak, and maybe that's a false illusion created by the video that we saw, and we just haven't seen the actual interviews in so long. But it seemed like they would almost they were going up, and there was a point where ching, that's like the money. These ones, it was like it go up, and then it would just yeah. it would just ride the same wave for the whole time. And uh, I definitely saw that, and not only just watching the interviews, but being there, um, it didn't. It was definitely funny. There was definitely funny stuff, but I think I had realized while we were doing it too that it was like, oh man, maybe these are like not going as well. Did you feel that too? Yep, I felt the same thing. I was like, oh shit, like why, why isn't this as funny as the first time? Right. I do remember thinking that, and I'm like, ah, oh. and I I blame myself a lot. I'm like, man, I'm just maybe I'm not doing the right things, or maybe I'm not like consistently doing what I did the first time or how do I change this? 
And I remember that in the first uh, on the first one, I got a little drunk before we started. Oh, filming. I you remember yeah, that. Yes, I had, <laughs> one of those things I would never have literally thought of unless you just brought it up. Yep, yeah. I started crushing some wine before yes, we went out. And I did, did recall it. that, and it loosened me up a little bit. And I think that that might have been the key because I I remember in the second one I was like. You know, it got to that point. I, I mean, I think we're both pretty uh, sensitive to energy, and we're like we, um, we can kind of tell when it's get, like you said, coming to a peak or a crescendo. And I sensed that moment when it was coming up to a crescendo with these interviews. And there was like in the first one, I'd usually hammer it with like a maybe an uncomfortable question or maybe like an uncomfortable comment, like we said before, like what happened to your sleeves, Jason? And that was like. A risk, but I was willing to take it in that other one. Right. In this one, it was like uh, whether I was thinking about the way that they were going to feel about me saying it. I, I just wasn't ready to take the risk in this second one for like the home run hit. And I learned a lesson, you know? Yeah. People will enjoy that home run hit, that funny thing, and they won't take it personally. I just got to do it. Yeah. You know? So. A nickel part three is going to be going extra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so do you do you feel like you were? Because I don't remember feeling any sort of dissatisfaction at the end of filming that, mm-hmm. and maybe that's because we're happy to be like done filming it, or I don't know. I don't, or it's just because it felt good at the time. Do you? Mm-hmm. But do you remember feeling any sort of like, ah, oh, man, this didn't work out as good? Yeah, I did feel that to a certain degree. I was like, man, I could have. I feel like if we did it on, maybe it was just the way I was feeling that day or whatever. I mean, there's so many factors. Yeah. You know? And do you think do you think that causes you to kind of reevaluate? Because I think with with me, at least, um, and part of the struggle of making this, uh, the edit for this, I was, a lot of the time I was wondering, I was like, man, maybe we just like had caught lightning in a bottle just once. Maybe like... These some of these things are just it's only meant to be one single time and that's it, you know. Yeah, you know I. Yeah, I could see that, and if I wasn't aware of like all the things that caused it to be less than the first one, like I know why, and I know that it was essentially just the way that I was feeling that day, or like my lack of commitment to the character, and like, yeah, and and all this is to say. It still came out good. It's funny. You know, I laugh when I watch that second right. one. But, yeah, it was all these things that I can I can understand and change about the experience. And I think, like, as soon as we record that next one, it's going to be... Now, after doing the first one, having it be killer, doing the second one, really feeling like it could have been better, and then now realizing what it's going to take to really home run hit... I think when we do it again, it's going to be the best it's ever been. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm ready. Was there, was there a pressure with you, um, in the second one of trying to live up to the first one? Yeah. At some points I did judge myself for that because it was so funny. The first one was so funny and it was so easy and natural. And then once the second one just took, it was hard to do. It was like, oh man, I guess at a point I did kind of just like, yeah, it's just not going to be as funny. Like right. kind of gave up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I get that. I think I worried, you know, the whole time. And I think when I w- when we were there making it, 
I felt confident that as long as we can get like a couple good things, then mm-hmm. it should be able to work out. And I feel like I, I remember, I could be totally wrong. Um, I feel like I remember even at the end of it talking about, or maybe you had suggested that we try it again another day. Yeah. It, I, I swear that it could have not happened. I make shit up all the time, but yeah, I think with that video and I'm, I'm really happy with how it turned out. And, but that was a real struggle to put together for me and because it i did not intend for it to take this long to put together and it did i have disclaimer have not been working on this every day <laughs> for the past six months that's a good actually thing. more Just than no. six months like <laughs> nine months yeah. yeah i have been working on that one eight minute video for the that much time <laughs> i would go to it though every so often and be like okay how do i how do i do this because i hadn't i've done like documentary work before but this wasn't kind of that. This wasn't really that. We had a bunch of interviews, but no, st- we weren't really telling the story exactly mm-hmm. like we were in the first one. Because mm-hmm. the Canal Fest was just a, a bit of it. It wasn't Ed Nickel vis- visits Canal Fest. It was Ed Nickel, you know, visit North Tonawanda with Ed Nickel, and that was just a part. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really hard for me to because there were so many interviews and they were all of them were like pretty long and just trying to figure out how do I cut these things together, I guess, to make it to make it funny mm-hmm. because I knew something was there and I just, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I just thought of? What do you think the chances are that we could rent a booth at Canal Fest and just oh, have it be Ed Nickel? Oh man, that'd be something else. Wouldn't that be That's cool? a great idea. I think it's a, I think it's like a hundred bucks. Oh, pfft. Dude, psh. worth it. Yeah, you know how funny that would be. It would be so good. Oh, Yo, we, we gotta, should look we into gotta that. think about that for sure. Okay, all right, because we could even if we couldn't get one at during the the bulk of it or like whatever, if we could get one for like one night during in like the food court or the game part or even when they do like the art fest on the Saturday and Sunday of it, man, that'd be something else. We gotta look into that. That we would be see what we can do. funny. Oh man. There we go. I, I think love we're it. in the works. <laughs> here you go, people. This is how it goes. This is how it goes. So, but before we uh, head out here, and we'll get you out of here in a second, um, I want to talk about the the Cody interview. Yeah. Um, so before we get into that, can okay. I? Yeah. I want to talk about. I want to speak to like what it's like to be in the mind of Ed Nichols. Yeah, please. Because you know it's <laughs> it's an interesting experience, and. You were talking about the creative process, and I think that this could help people like creators out there, artists out there, you know, especially ones that are first starting. Not not to say that I have a tremendous amount of experience, but I think that I've gone through the process long enough to give some encouragement, even to those who are struggling out there, is um, developing the character, it... Uh, how do I put this? There's there's moments where it's not inspiring and there's moments where it's like you're you're in it and you've committed to it but it's like not working for you right you know all the necessary components are there you know what you're doing in theory is awesome right i i mean i'm speaking to people who create out there and i and i hope this is falling into your ears that what you do if you really believe in it and you really think it's good then just keep riding the wave keep riding it and if you have a bad season or if you have a bad um or something that just isn't connecting 
take a few breaths and leave it alone for a little while and then revisit it and you know get pick it back up again because it'll it'll re-inspire you as long as you truly love it yeah i mean if as long as you keep going for it pretty much yeah you're gonna get something gotta be all Nin- in though. 90 especially with me and my end of the things 90 percent of the shit i do is is shit Mm-hmm. It's but it's when you get the like the sweet stuff, oh baby. Mm-hmm. That's like one little chunk is good enough to keep you going for mm-hmm. a long time, you know? Mm-hmm. So it takes and this is what I really wanted to speak to was it take to be in the mind of Ed Nickel means you got to fully be in. You got to fully be in it. If you yeah. are even 1%, if I'm even 1% Josh looking at Ed Nickel or if I'm 1% Josh trying to be Ed Nickel, then the whole thing is just a trash. Yeah. It's it's like I I've got to be a hundred percent in it or it's just not Doesn't gonna work. work. Yeah. It yeah. it'll be there'll be that little voice in the back of my mind like, Oh, you're not being Ed Nickley enough or you're totally being too Ed Nickley right now. Or like <laughs> you know, like, or like just that little back and forth. I'm sure we all understand, you yeah. know, that, that little voice goes. That works around. with I mean everything pretty much is that if you're not giving 100% into the thing that you're trying to do, and that's not to say that if you give 75% to something that it isn't going to be good at the end. I mean, it could be fine, but the your 100% work, your 100% wor- work that comes out bad is going to be your, better than your 50% work that comes out kind of like okay. Does mm-hmm. that make any sense? Like, if you put, as long as you're putting all of yourself into something, that's better than anything people recognize that yeah people can like feel that you've given it your all yeah and that feeling is unique and priceless uh, everybody recognizes and they go i respect that mm-hmm. i i really enjoy that you, you, you could watch what's that one freaking show tim and eric oh yeah tim and eric yeah i hate that show but i like it too right yeah. <laughs> it's just like they're totally they're going being themselves. for it they're yeah. going for yeah. it yeah i agree with you there's a lot of stuff like that where Maybe it's not your cup of tea per se, mm-hmm. but those people that are making it are going for it so hard, <laughs> and you know they are holding nothing back. And that's just like so undeniably those people. Mm-hmm. That is their humor. They're making something that they love, and you know you get at the end of that you gotta respect them for it. You might mm-hmm. you don't have to like it, but you should respect them for it. And I know mm-hmm. not everybody's gonna like what we do, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But there are people that do like it, and we, you know, we're trying. Speaking so. of, you know, what's, what else is funny? I want to bring this up too. Is sometimes when I go out to bars in like North Tonawanda, which is very seldom, just like every once in a while, I find myself out there, and uh, there'll just be like this Ed Nickel fan club. Dude. There we go. Like I'll that. walk in, and people I've never even seen before, people from high school that I've lost touch with, people just. A lot of people, oh, Ed Nichols here. And then they'll like, to my face, almost like they're not even (laughs) talking at me, do their best Ed Nickel impression. And there'll be like four or five people chiming in. This has happened several times. It's not just a one-off. This is probably three or four times that this has happened. And I'm just like, you know, wide-eyed, like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like, here here we go. (laughs) I didn't see this one coming, you know? And I think that was a moment, like, it really clicked for me, like, wow, people, this is really hitting people. We we made something that's really hitting off in North Tonawanda. Yeah. At least with our age group. I don't don't know. (laughs) We don't know about the older crowd. (laughs) Uh, We actually do know about the older crowd. If you go on the first (laughs) video... (laughs) 
So many people are just like, you ruined NT. They were like, you did not talk to NT well enough. Like, you disgraced this town. Yes. I love it. That's the stuff. I love that stuff. That's, yeah. And and a lot of people complaining about their taxes. Yes. <laughs> yes. The taxes in North Tonawanda are too damn high. I I'll moved to Amherst. I moved to Amherst. I couldn't handle it. Why aren't you guys talking about that? Maybe I should do a separate interview in Amherst. Sometime. Yes. I'm <laughs> nickel from North Tonawanda. Yeah. Considering the big move here, <laughs> I hear the taxes are less. Yeah. That's good. Well, okay, so we, we we were moving to Cody. Yeah, let's yeah? end it on Cody. So okay. <laughs> the, the Cody was, I don't even know what to say about Cody specifically, but that was a prime example of an interview that was cut down, for one. Cause I, I swear it's a lot longer, but he was a person, I, want, I just want to explain something. So there's a reason why it's, showing his shoes i don't know if that's super apparent i i feel like it is because he puts up his hand Hand in front of the camera he had asked us to stop filming his face and i'll be honest in saying i feel like a little bad about having his interview in there Mm -hmm. i could have at least blurred his face out but it was just too good to not put in there (laughs) cody if you're listening or if you find the video and you want me to take it out i'll take it out for you buddy but and, and also, stuff. no, it's in. It's all in good, good fun. fun. It's we, in good fun. We're we not here to make fun of interview. people. Yeah, he's I know. Funny. I know it comes off as if we're making fun of him, especially in the way that's kind of cut together, mm-hmm. especially with the Mason part, where it's like he says, "I work here," and then the Price is Right thing plays, where it's like, "Who is it?" Mason, the kid that was like, you asked him if he. No, he realized oh, that his consequences yes. play into his, he's like, nope, because I work here. <laughs> it was like, he did it to himself. He, yeah, he said, he crushed his own self. What do you want me to do? Yeah, I, he he defeated, I would just, you know, I he set the hammer, the nail in, and I just hammered it. Right, over. so, yeah, no, I don't I don't know what else to say about the Cody thing. Do you have the audio clip? Oh, Could me, you get it up by any chance? Really quick. Okay, yeah, 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 we'll end it on that, I'll if speak, I can find it. I'll speak, speak to, to it for a second, for a second. yeah. So, I, I, you know, I... I see this kid wearing a, a shirt that has all pugs on it. It's just like this all over pug tee. I'm like, whoa, that all right, this kid's got something to say, right? right. <laughs> he's just he's he's a dude who loves his pugs, so I'm gonna talk to him at least he'll tell me something about that. So you know, guy wearing a pug shirt, you think he's gonna have some confidence. I go up and I talk to him and he immediately is just like, it seems like he got transported here from like 1962 and just arrived and it was like, where am I? What's happening? He was completely baffled the entire interview. Now, do you, do you recall what happened after further long in the day? Yeah, yeah. So, so we left. Okay, so we left the interview after it was done, and and Zach and I were both just rolling, kind of like, "Wow, that was weird," like, in the sense that we did not expect it to be that, you know, him to be that baffled. And so we walk away, and it's like, okay, we're laughing, and we we feel a tap on. Well, I feel a tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, and there he is. He's like, "Hey, uh, um, I just." Uh, just don't, you're not gonna put that on TV, are ya? We're like, uh, well, it was gonna go on like an internet. We're making this show. I I don't want my face on TV. We're like, 
Is that and isn't that how it went, Pete? Yeah. No, and, that's totally yeah. how it went. And we're and like, okay, well, you know, I'm we really love the interview, but if that's you know what you feel, that's that's what we'll do. And afterwards, I remember taking a selfie with him. He and asked us to take a, a selfie. Yeah, yeah, he asked us, right? Yes, he asked us. <laughs> I, I, I swear it was a selfie and a hug yes, is what he wanted. Yes. And a high five. And I remember five, okay. I remember giving him a high five. So bizarre. Man, it just seemed like he had no like normally we have pretty good emotional intelligence. We can figure people out, right? Yeah, we're not I mean, I the one thing we don't or you don't, I'm not doing anything. I'm just filming the damn thing. So <laughs> I think you're able to tell when people are getting you don't you don't push somebody past their like comfort limit no like right he on said the edge. even right in on. the interview he said he wasn't comfortable with it but you weren't like poking him to say something really stupid or anything you were going you were asking him innocent questions and you were going along with it yeah. you weren't trying to make him look like a fool or anything like that. <laughs> no yeah and that that was like the man just right from the get-go i think <laughs> i think he was just i don't know confused yeah confused you got it babe? I, I have it's called Cody Confused. It's a minute and a half. I don't know what it is specifically. I, I'm pretty sure this should be it, obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's we'll listen be. to that, and we'll come back in uh, a minute and a half, I guess. So. <laughs> oh, sir, I love your shirt. Would you mind getting in an interview real quick for me? Um, what? My name's Ed Nickel. What's your name? Um, Cody. Cody. Cody with a question mark at the end? I've never heard that name before. Uh, I, I really don't know. What's going on? What's going on? Man, beats me, man. We're doing an interview. Okay. Okay, so I got a question for you. Are you ready? Sure. Okay, so if Canal Fest was about to shut down right now, and the only way you could save it was to jump from the top of that building, would you do it? Mm, what? No. Uh, I don't feel really comfortable right now. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's okay. Okay, I'm going to ask you another question. You've got a great shirt. What's your favorite dog on the shirt there? Um, I think pug. I think a pug is my favorite uh, shirt. Is my favorite uh, dog. Yeah, I I could definitely see by your shirt. It looks so good. I, I you have a pug yourself? No, I have a a husky shepherd. Do you love your husky shepherd? Yeah, I like it. Awesome. Okay, Cody. Hey, awesome. Enjoy the rest of North Tonawanda. Are you from this great city? Yes, I am from NT. Do you love it here? Yeah, I love it. What's your favorite thing about North Tonawanda? The lumberjacks. The lumberjacks. Okay, give me a high five, brother. Okay, Cody with a question mark. Have a great rest of your day, okay? That was, that was the question. <laughs> he knew. He's like, he, I want him to ask me what my favorite thing is. <laughs> yeah. Because I know the answer to that one. <laughs> the lumberjacks. <laughs> that was his comfort zone, man. Yeah. So, that was his wheelhouse. Right. All right. Well, Josh, I think that, that about does it. We could sit here for hours and talk about this, but we're not going to. No. Damn it. Damn it. That's right. Uh, we're going to get out of here, but thank you for coming, Josh. I hope everybody listened to the show got a little bit of a – you know, learned some insight here to not only how the character got done, but, you know. The creative process as a whole. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you took away one thing from this, it's that by down it. We love ourselves and the work we do. <laughs> we should be proud. <laughs> we earned it. <laughs> we earned this one. All right. Hot Dear Show will be back next week at some point. Keep checking the Instagram. Thank you again to Josh. If you haven't seen the video, go on YouTube and search at Nickel. It's on the website as well. 
damn it. Let us know if you want us to make a number three, if you're interested in that. It doesn't matter right? if they're interested, because we're doing it. I mean, we should at least know. We should know. We're going to do if, it if, either yeah. way. If you, but... don't real, if you don't want it... We'll do it in spite. Yeah. We're doing it either way. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, if you really want it, we might not do it, because, you know... We're here to serve ourselves, not, not you. Not you. We don't want the exactly. best for you. Yeah. No, we do it. Josh, thank you. We'll be back another time for more on more fun on the hot dirt show. Oh Boom. my god. Boom.